Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven, magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610-267-215 All around the globe in every area code Online, on air, whatever the mode Days and nights, live or recorded Listeners rewarded with the rawness Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan Jedi flips or a Spider-Man handstand Peace to every geek we stand for From Kronos to the bottom city of Candor We about to catch wreck Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. I'm going to wait until we actually have people watching us. As I can see on our ticker, see if there's anyone watching us in YouTube and on Facebook. Once one person, it, it clicks one. Then we're off and running. Till then, we just sit here and we watch each other. Isn't this exciting? This is what it's all about. Eventually, we'll have to make a move, but eventually, somebody will chime in. Somebody, somebody will turn it on. It's like, oh, hey, and there we go. We've got somebody watching. All right, now. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want it to go too long, man. You don't want to be sitting here for like That's true. That's true. 20 minutes. You're like, any moment now, we're going to start the show. And here we go. But I guess really we can't be doing it this way anymore because technically I think we are streaming on WPPM LP 106.5 FM. So it's dead air. So that dead radio air, Vanessa's going to be really bad at us. That's whispering. <laughs> Just all the time. Um, but hey, everybody. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> Coming to Hi you. There. You forgot to introduce himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, we have been. Like, we have been look, not only. Okay, wait a minute. In, in my defense, in my defense, yeah. not only have we been out of the confines of the radio station of WPPM for what now almost four months right yeah but this is literally the first time I have done a show without either Eric Kennedy or Randy in probably seven years so oh snap (laughs) it's like the whole True. So Young Justice in the building. What's up? <laughs> oh, no, it's Young Justice League, sir. It's now Young Justice League. Yeah. That's true. It is now the Young Justice League. Um, That's right. Um, but before you whippersnappers get too filled, filled, filled uh, with yourself, um, and that didn't even sound right. Man, I am sounding no, like... <laughs> I am 100% sounding like the old Tribble on the lawn right now. Uh, <laughs> Back in my day, we used to do radio. 
Let me at least introduce the show. Hey, everybody, coming to you from <laughs> these various studios in and around the city of Philadelphia. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together for another brand spanking new edition of Black Tribble. Coming to you live, streaming live on Facebook on our Tribble Nation Facebook group, as well as on YouTube.com slash Black Tribbles. My name is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined tonight by that guy right there. Hey, hey, it's me, Dark Joker's in, a.k.a. the Spectrum Tribble. Here on your Thursday night to make it a little bit more lively tonight. And... We have another triple joining us right there. Hi, it's your favorite good ghoul gone bad. I'm Gabe the Horror Tribble. And, and directly underneath the oldest triple, we have the youngest triple <laughs> right there. Yeah, it's the Nimbus Flyer Swole Brother number one, the Grandmaster, the Kameo Waves, the Super Saiyan Triple, aka Broku in the building. Much love, y'all. And last but not least, for all you young whippersnappers, I introduce. You already know who it is. The man, the legend, Matt. What's going on in the building? How you living? He's like, oh, on? Okay. I mean, I was waiting for it. Hey, there you go. There you go. Hey. Money shot. Uh, oh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very fun and enlightening show for you tonight. This evening, we are going to be asking the question to all of you. So you say you want to do a podcast. Well, the Black Tribbles are here to answer it. As you know, we uh, announced a few weeks ago that this, our 10th year of broadcasting, is going to be our final year of broadcasting Black Tribbles. And we thought that it might be a good idea to for every once in a while for us to get out here and not only share our experiences from 10 years in this podcasting game, but open it up to each and every one of you out there watching us so that we might be able to answer some of your questions So about getting into podcasting or your questions about what it's like to be a podcaster. So... I thought, you know, this was a great opportunity for us to take what we've learned and share it with the Triple Nation. So for the first hour, we're going to be sharing all of our our expertise, our, 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 our hard-earned lessons and insight that we've learned from 10 years in this game from being a Black Triple or even from Dante with the Infinity Equation and Gabe, who runs a extremely successful podcast of her own, The Ghouls Next Door. I'm sure she has lessons that she would like to impart to you as well. And then meanwhile, at, at, at the 10 o'clock hour, we are going to turn things over to all of your comments and any of your questions about being in the podcast game as a triple or just how to do podcasts offering up our our insight so we hope that you find the show 
entertaining as well as enlightening and crazy as usual. And to round out our lineup of triples this evening, Mac, you are no longer last but least because it's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's... What's the deal, Jermaine? I was on the voice of reason, aka the Super Triple, the Randy Steele, the Goblin Dead Eye, in the house, in the building, in the bed. <laughs> you know, I got the prize. I'm like, wait, what, huh? What, who, what? So, what's going on, Charens? You're hard, Triple. What's up, kid? Hey. <laughs> All in the jerk. All in the jerk with these crusty old men. Good lord, Jack. <laughs> I ain't no. The industry, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> listen, listen to her. Listen. She's she's so hardened already. <laughs> right? It's the industry. It's the industry. That's great. She ain't even got sugar in her coffee yet. She talking. She, right. She's all hardened. Industry, boy. <laughs> Speaking of the industry, before we get into talking about podcasting and everything like that, ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to touch on a couple of um, interesting stories from the industry. And the industry suffered a great loss um, this today when the legendary comic book anchor Joe Sinnott passed away at the age of 93 years young. Um, Joe Sinnott, who is definitively the anchor of all of the classic Marvel tales from the 60s, the the 70s, and even into the 80s. Um, longtime anchor of, of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Of Four, everything. Of everything. The dude, he inked everything. He did. For, for It seemed like it. It seemed like he inked everything for a good 20 years. He like did. he just sat in a room with a pen. They were like, "He's like, I'm hungry." His pen would die. They would just give another pen. Get back to work, Joe. He was he was that beast. I have this illustration here. This illustration right here is John. Um, it, it's it's John Buscema drew this, but Joe Sinnott inked that, and that is just mm. indicative of he touched every solitary character. Oh of, man, that's so good. Of Marvel. Um and I know he's a name that, you know, probably like the the younger people in the comments game do not recognize. Um but trust me when I tell you we have lost a definitive legend in the game. Um when we lost Joe Sinnott today. Uh I know I know I know didn't didn't he do uh have a good run on Thor, Randy? Yeah, he did Thor for oh god. Oh god, I can't remember what years, but he did a lot of the he did some of the Kirby stuff. He did some of the uh the Bushima stuff. Um I think he may have done some of the Ron Friend stuff too. Yeah, he may like, have like he was in it for a while, for yeah. a long, long time. Yeah. So we, so the the comic book game is um, you know, uh a lesser place without Joe Sinnott. So um you know, our hearts and um, condolences go out to his family. 
uh, 93 years young. The man lived a monumental life. He touched a lot of lives. And when you go to the comic book convention or wherever, look up to old Marvel, just marvel at the, uh, the artistry of Joe Sinnott. Uh, another story, this is actually a follow-up from a story from last week that uh, Dante was telling me about earlier because he heard back after after our great show last week with um, legendary X-Men producer Larry Houston, he actually followed up with a comment about a, a show that we, well, okay, I kind of mocked that he actually did work on. Dante, share with the rest of the crew. All right, so Larry said, uh, FYI, here's what people don't know. I didn't get a chance to expand on. On the show Kitten Play, I was a triage director. My turn for what I did. The original director in the middle of production had an epiphany of sorts and left the animation business abruptly. The show was about to be canceled when they hired me to take over, and the production suffered a lot because of all, of all that chaos. Yeah, so he, he actually worked on Kid and Play. That's the model sheet for the Kid and Play um, TV cartoon series that aired in the, I guess, like the late 80s, early 90s. Um, yeah, around then. Yeah, around Wow. Yeah, look at, look at that. Um, yeah, like I ain't seen that during like 20 years. <laughs> no. Woo, I remember it, though. Yeah, I, I remember it, too. Um, and uh, it, it's... That was Larry basically was letting people know that those who remember that series, it was not my fault. That is race basically. <laughs> that, oh, yeah. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. That was not right. me. Yeah, all that I was the triage director and I came in at 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 you know the last moment and everything. That is code for wasn't me. I for what happened was <laughs> exactly, and uh, one more story we want to talk about is that I don't know if, how many of you are aware of this, but apparently, you know, DC Comics and Warner Brothers—they're moving ahead with a lot of their movie plans. Um, and there's, you know, how some of their movies now seemingly don't seem as attached as, you know, Man of Steel and Justice League were, um, even though Aquaman paid some lip service to those films. It really could have been in and of itself. Um, and even though Shazam had a cameo from Superman at the end, it really could have been in, in its own world. And the Wonder Woman movies are period pieces. So they, they happen from way before those films. Well, now there is a possibility that all of this may kind of be tied in with the Flash movie that they are producing, which um, it looks like may actually be adapting in some way the classic Flashpoint story from the comics and from a, a very heralded animated movie as well. And in doing so, it looks like they are in talks to actually have not only Ezra Miller reprise his role uh, as the Flash but Michael Keaton to return as Batman in this film is he definitely gonna be Batman because I heard Bruce Wayne that's a difference in my book but I don't know if it's both I mean he could be what Thomas Wayne right yeah 
Thomas Wayne. Nope. There, I, if, if they, I hope they don't because there's a guy. Uh, hold on. I'm going to tell you this guy's name right now because I'm watching right. the show with him on it. Uh, the guy's name is Jason Beggy, B-E-G-H-E. He's the guy that plays Hank Voigt on Chicago PD. And that dude was made to play Thomas Wayne uh, as Batman. He, he's, he's got the voice. He's a fairly diesel, older-looking dude. Like, he's perfect for Thomas Wayne. And if any if they've got any sense at all, somebody will call this man and be like, here, put on this suit. He's perfect for it. Absolutely perfect. Um, Michael Keaton, I wouldn't mind Mike if they if they go back and beyond. And Michael Keaton is cool, fine, perfect. Do it, do it, do it. Hmm. If they if they want to go Flashpoint and they want to get a guy that can play a a fairly tough older Batman, this is the guy. I, he's perfect for it. I hear you. Absolutely. Well, to answer E's point, they're still up in the air whether or not he's going to play Batman or Bruce Wayne. And we don't even know whether or not it's going to happen. This is just that they say that he's in talks. But um, in regards to him possibly playing Thomas, Thomas Wayne, we don't know because there's also talk of them uh, casting Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Thomas Wayne in the... Um, I think yes. it, it, yeah, in Batman v Superman, there's talk of having him play Thomas Wayne in the uh, Flash movie. So that'd be a good fit, in my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, right? Yeah, that, I, I, that's what I would go with too. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's where I would go. And honestly, as much as I like Michael Keaton, I don't need to see Michael Keaton back as Batman. I would love to see Tom, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Flashpoint Batman, but. Uh, yeah. I don't see the, like to me Michael Keaton in Bruce Wayne, which is probably what he will be. Probably he's probably not going to crawl into the suit. He's like, yo, I'm too old for a suit. Um, you know, uh, I think he it, it it would be more stunt thing, and it would just be like you know, a, a flat, almost like Kevin Conroy did in the uh, cross crossover on the CW. You know, so uh-huh. that's the way I would see th- th- that I would play it. But I'm curious. Isaiah, it's crossed my mind because Michael Keaton as Batman is is definitely a touchstone of the childhood for a lot of the triples on this show. Yeah, this is new for him though. Right, this is new for somebody for Isaiah (laughs) and also probably new for Gabe as well. I don't know if necessarily Gabe identifies Michael Keaton as um, as Batman. I mean, (laughs) Eric's cut it out. Uh, No, you can ask her. You can speak for yourself. I'm just sharing my thoughts. <laughs> I was wondering for the two of you, is this the like you know, um, is this the touchstone that it seems to be for everybody else? Yeah, everybody else. Probably not. No. <laughs> we've seen, just because we've seen so many Batman, yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's not the Batman. Not just like I've seen that one. I've seen all of them. Uh, but I wouldn't say. I think we've seen too many. Like, honestly, the first Batman I actually remember was the horrible Batman, like, in live action-wise. I mean, and it was, like, George Clooney. Like, that yeah, was I was going to say that. Yeah, that <laughs> was bad. That was a bad movie. Funny, but it was it was a bad movie. That's um, the nipples. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The nipples in the suit. Yeah. I guess if, like, 
I guess for like maybe you know, I don't mean to like you know speak on games behalf, but like if we're gonna go like Batman like live action wise of our generation, it's probably Christian Bale. But like that's not like a very key touchstone, I would think. Like for us, it's like all right. I mean, we know Batman's story. As long as there's a good actor playing Batman, I think we're cool. Yeah, I think it was with that resurgence of like like uh, edgy, serious heroes. Yeah, and like that's kind of like what we ended up growing up with. Like George Clooney was like funny, and that was like when we were younger. Uh, but then, yeah, but I'd say the Batman that we remember is so those ones, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Um, Again, this is why I don't. I, while I, I think it's a, yeah, it's like it's like it's like they're trying to dig in those nostalgia crates for people. Yeah, it's like nobody <laughs> asked you though. Like I didn't ask you to make nothing great again. Like you can let uh, Michael Keaton sit where he is. He's chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we yeah. don't need to go back. We got to go forward. Forward is the direction. People do anything they can to hold on to the past. Like no, it's time for progress. Move on. <laughs> yeah, didn't we learn after Star Wars? Like we don't need that. We don't yeah. need it. Keep progressing going forward. That's all we need. Just yeah. give us something good. Give us a good person who can actually play the role. We're fine. That's all fine. Right. Ask for something good from DC. You stretching it a little bit. You know what I mean? That's that <laughs> wide eye optimism of a millennial. You know what well, I mean? Like, wow. <laughs> wow. Like, the rest wow, of the yourself. And well, I don't hear nobody disagreeing. So cool. All right. Yeah, well, but man, I don't care what anyone says. Be like, pump your brakes, young fella. I don't care what anyone says. Shazam was a good movie, man. That that was my my DC movie. That was great. Yeah, it was a cookie it. cutter. Yeah. yeah, it was a cookie cutter movie. It was like you had your beginning, your, your middle, your end. You had your little plot that made it go through, and that was it. Yeah, it was cute. It was cute. It was, it was I rocked with it. That's fun. It was a fun movie. It was a fun movie. It was not yeah. going to win any sort of award, but it did exactly what needed to be done to at least even help the DC. No movie uh, verse a little bit. I'm glad I enjoyed Harley there. Quinn. I like the emancipation of Harley Quinn. I didn't yeah, see, see it. It was, it was not a bad movie. It was decent. Randy, Randy tried to. Randy is trying. Randy, Randy is trying to talk, but I don't think we can hear you, Randy. <laughs> yeah, like, did you mute him? I thought it was like deliberate. No, I did not mute him. I did not mute him at all. Honestly, someone put him in vocal timeout. Yeah, like, I, can't, I can't hear him at all. I'm like, is he like on another call? <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> I think he's trying to, t- to talk to us from the Phantom Zone. We can't. There's sign language. Yeah. Mm. Listen to me. Listen to me very carefully. Okay. Now First of all, that whole Shazam w- was was awesome, and it was exactly like four fifths of the MCU. It was like, oh, here's the thing. This happens. It's over. Please stop that mess. Stop all of that mess. Stop every bit of that mess. Like, okay. calm right. down. You got 24 movies and four of them were great. Stop it. Uh, Stop it. You're average. You're hitting. You're, you're one for six. Stop all right. It. We were just talking about DC. You feel the need to put it up against the MCU all of a sudden. Because what I'm saying is, if you're, if you're, if you're talking four out of 24, as opposed to, eh, what do we got? Eight movies? Eight? Man of Steel, PBS, Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn. 
right, so I'm going to go. That one was good. Uh, no. Stop it. Well, it's. Was that, why am I wrong? Did I misspeak? You're extraordinarily wrong. Wrong on, on more levels than I can even oh, brother. tell you how wrong you are. This is not where I want to We're only talking about eight films. Like, how many levels you got, homie? <laughs> All right. Shazam? Batman versus Superman and, and Shazam, those are you two? Like, or, no. or you you ride for, or you probably on the Man of Steel ones too. Dude, Man of Steel is a. Man of Steel is good. Listen, I will, I will tell you this the same way I've told everybody. I will take Man of Steel okay. and. Of of the two universes, oh boy. Man of Steel and Winter Soldier are the best movies. Period. Uh, that's not true. Period. Okay. Period. Period. Okay. All right. You're entitled to your opinion. No. There's <laughs> opinion and there's truth. No, yeah, your opinion. Your opinion. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Matt, give me the great movies in the MCU. Oh, I need Jesus. the great one. Whoa, 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 I didn't give it no shade, right? I we gave Shazam props. It wasn't enough for Randy. Then he had to come in here like, no, it was like eight of them. What you want to props to what? What's wrong with you? Every word in that saying was wrong. Like, let's not do that. Like, we gave Shazam props and it wasn't good enough. So now he wants to go and review everything out of Marvel. There's no need for that. Like, that wasn't the Conversation. It's a conversation when you're wrong. Uh, um, when okay. you're just wrong. Okay, okay, okay. Randy, Randy, yes. Randy. The world knows how you feel about all of these films, okay? And we all have an, an idea of what Isaiah and Dante and Eric feel about these films. But Gabe, as our newest Tribble, Tribble Nation may not know how she feels about these films. So the final word on this topic tonight is going to be Gabe telling us and thus <laughs> telling you what she feels about the eight DC films. We're not going to legislate Marvel. We're not going to legislate Marvel. That's a whole. We'll save that for another show. Okay, for another show that has nothing to do with that topic, we'll bring up Marvel then. But for this show, which has nothing to do with this topic, we're going to talk about the DC movies from Gabe's perspective. So, Gabe, hi there. Hi. No pressure. <laughs> throw me, throw me the wolves. Uh, I actually haven't seen all of them. I'm, I'm not a big. DC fan, so I can't speak to all eight. I have not seen, like, I haven't seen it. The Batman, I haven't seen any of the Superman. Uh, but the one, like, I, I, I will not give any attention to Suicide Squad because it hurts me <laughs> so much inside. Um, but uh, the, and then the few times I've ever talked about it is always sadness because of, you know, they were set up for failure. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. It's just, it's like, it shouldn't even be counted because it, it was, it's not anything like it was supposed to look like or should look like. And it's, so I feel like the emancipation of Harley Quinn, I was very hesitant because I'm a Harley Quinn fan. Mm -hmm. I hate the Joker, but I'm a Harley Quinn fan. Uh, and I love the, the animated Harley. I think she does a great job. It's super funny and witty and, and true to her character. And so I was kind of spoiled with that. And then going into this film, because uh, I watched it a little later, I was pleasantly surprised 
Right. Um, I loved the the portrayal of Black Canary. That was awesome. <laughs> it was like any. I get. I'm very cheesy. I get very excited when there's females on screen kicking butt. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, this is exciting. So I love that, and I love Shazam um, because I also enjoy like dopey kid movies and things that just make you feel happy. Mm-hmm. And and it definitely did that. So that was like very very enjoying for me. Uh, and I watched that with my friends. I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. Okay, I'll watch it with like babysitting kids like great kids had me i'll go watch it with them <laughs> get excited about it you know right um and i thought it was cute so i can't yeah i can't speak to the rest of them but i i know enough that i probably will never watch them thank you gabe for your very interesting perspective on the dc uh synonymic universe appreciate you okay yeah. now let's randy are can you are you going to unmute yourself now so that you'll join us back in the conversation? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Calm down now. You got your breathing back under control. You're getting a little ant. Just tell me to calm down. Okay, okay. This guy. Okay, okay. okay. All right. All right. Oh, sure. All right. All right. I have, you want a new podcast? You got to deal with these jokers. <laughs> you know, deal with that. That's the first thing you need to do. Figure out if the people that you're going to do this podcast with, if you love them enough, just to ignore them sometimes. <laughs> that is true. That's sometimes you, what you have to yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. So let's get to the, the heart of the matter tonight, ladies and gentlemen, which is so you want to do a podcast i see all of you watching and listening on uh youtube and in the facebook group thank you so much thank you for all your commentary on the dc movies i'm not going to share them with the crew because i'm trying to move along okay so george i see you action figure expert i see you we will yeah you can see it but keep moving on yeah you know yeah 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 all right <laughs> be quiet, e. be quiet. E. We are here to talk. What is Dante doing? What are you drinking, Dante? Taking shots. I swear. To ah, dragon fruit. Okay. All right. You took that to the head, dog. Oh, all right. It's <laughs> been a long day. Right. <laughs> I got. I forgot that Dante has a personal concierge over there with him, uh, serving him as he, uh-huh. and, as, you know. So it's all good. It's all good. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I'll take a Perrier with a lemon, please. Thank you. All right. So we are moving on to talk about. So you want to do a podcast, ladies and gentlemen. The Black Tribble started back in 2011. Jeez. Wow. I, I still had black hair back then. Um, we, uh, and the... Um, one of the biggest things that people ask us about how we do our show, um, and we actually, believe it or not, have actually crazily won awards for, is how do you manage five and sometimes six and now eight people on a show at one time? And I'm going to let you know it is not easy. Um, nope. <laughs> uh, as you have just bear witness too. Sometimes it's not easy with just two of them. Um, but the Master Tribble actually was there back in a 
a late night, I believe a late night Friday in um, April of 2011 when the Black Tribbles snuck onto the radio station of G-Town Radio in the middle of the night to like, do a test show to see exactly how it would feel to do a show with a bunch of people on it at one time. Randy wasn't able to be there because uh, in our first few years, Randy was just a voice on the phone primarily. And um, Mac, if you will relate to people, that was a very interesting night, wasn't it? Um, I'm not sure I remember it too clearly, but it was <clears throat> the first night. I think it was like four of us there in that room. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember what we talked about, but we just, you know, wanted to just see how it flowed. You know, just kind of let the first hand bit itself, and uh, bit itself it did. Yeah, it bit hard. It uh, it bit hard. We were talking all over each other. Um, we didn't all know one another as well as um. It certainly as we would grow to. So we had to uh, get our, you know, rhythms, as it were, uh, get to know everybody's, uh, you know, style of, of talk. Um, I knew each and every one of you, but you all didn't know one another. So it was, it was very interesting. And it was one of the hardest lessons that we learned. It was a lesson that cost us uh, a member of the show after our third show. Um, for reasons that are left better left unsaid right now. Um, and then Jason would come and join us. And then somehow, actually, once Jason joined us, and I think he was a guest on the fourth show, and then he joined us a fifth, officially on, like, the fifth or sixth show. And after that, it just started clicking, and we just started developing a rhythm with one another. Um, it wasn't easy, but it Ooh. happened was not easy indeed but it did happen and I, I think the 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 some of the most fun was just random having to do random calls from delaware uh when i was at work you know and having you know having a, a half an hour taking a half hour break from work just to call and just sort of just to connect um because i was missing so much um but i knew that since the we were like the way we have had connected i had to stay with it because otherwise you know i, I would have missed out on a lot yeah yeah it was fun though it was fun just um the the subject whatever the subject of the show was all was almost always just um just something to just guide the conversation around it was really about just us bouncing off one another and learning how to talk to one another while still talking out to the group. Now, I had been on the radio for a few years at that point, but E, I think that was like your first time on like a regular radio show, wasn't it? Uh, I think I did uh, The Wreck one time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, I, so I, I, so I, that, that may have been like my experience. Okay. You know, I was on The Wreck previously. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was about it. Yeah, how did you adapt to being a triple on on a weekly basis? Um, I mean, it's really just a matter of like asking the right questions. You know what I mean? Because we would get into like the we get into conversations, and then you have to like pick your battles. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then picking your battles also comes with learning people and throwing hand grenades. 
Because then when you learn people, you set them off. Sometimes you'd be like, oh, let me see this, because that's going to be fun. And then you just be like, oh, DC sucks. And then you wait for Randy to do like, you know, do what he did 10 minutes ago. You know what I mean? So, so it's, it's, it's learning all those fun things, too. That's true. That's true. You do, you do, uh, you do have to kind of like uh, set people up sometimes to just, you got you to gotta stoke the fire. You got to stoke the fire. That's, that's the one thing that I've learned. Um, you got to kind of like. Just say goodnight. Good, oh, she wants to say goodnight. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. Say goodnight. 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 Night, baby. I love what she's done with her hair. It looks beautiful. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, you got to stoke that. You got you to gotta, you gotta poke the bear a little bit, uh, which means poking Randy, which means poking uh, the easily poked Kennedy. Um, and, uh, so many things to poke. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, but it, it, it was... It was definitely, you know, learning learning a lesson, man, about how to, um, you know, uh, sit on your hands a little bit. I know, like, the, the biggest lesson that I ever learned, because with the Tribbles was, the, even though I've been in radio for, for a while, that was by far the biggest group that, of personalities and voices that I had to manage. And really, the first thing that I always, um, first thing that I learned was just, you know... Okay, sometimes like on this show, I'm gonna have to play the straight man. Sometimes I just gotta like just sit on my hands. I can't be as <laughs> as crazy as I want to be, and just I gotta I gotta set people up to and just let them just rock out and shine, man. Just throw lobs, man. Sometimes you just gotta just throw lobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like my point. Exactly, and and I had great lob catchers in Kennedy, Randy. Uh, Eric and especially, well, I didn't have to really throw a lob to Jason. Uh, Jason, all no. you really from- Jay was that anything out of the air, out of your hand, out of my hand. <laughs> like, he was intercepting passes from his own team. Yeah, yeah, that was the easiest thing in the world. It's Kobe on Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Spider Triple was a nut. Uh, we actually hearing from uh, Maya Crown Williams. What's up, Maya? How you doing, baby? She says, one thing I can say is that y'all all have continuously shown me respect and I'm grateful for y'all in full. Not enough people give y'all praise and it's deserved. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, very much. Thank you, Crown. Thank you, Crown. Um, and we also heard from uh, uh, Kay Martin, who says, you can tell Randy really lived in Delaware because he knows the pronunciation difference between Newark, Delaware, and Newark, New York. Yeah, Newark, Delaware, Newark, New Jersey. Oh, I see. I see. You could tell I knew yeah. nothing. I didn't know that there was a difference. Okay. All right. Yeah, they will. They will scream on you yeah, in Newark. Newark. You get that wrong. Yes, they There's will. A difference. They will come at you. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, I'm. I'm curious, Gabe. You've been doing Ghouls Next Door for now. What has it been? Is it three years? You've been together. It's uh, over. It's it's over two years. Okay. All right. So you're going into your third year. Um, but yeah, I'd say even with uh, just two folks. Uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, Gabe is Gabe. We're having. 
Technical difficulties. We're having technical difficulties on the on the horror triples. You see me? There are ghosts in her shell, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. All right, now I think we're you're yeah, back. Did you change the thing for her identity? Are you trying to? No, her? I'm not trying to yeah. protect her. Because <laughs> right. it's like you have to give a statement, and you just like want 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 want. Like we yeah. are anonymous. Oh well, you know what I think is. <laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead, Gabe. Repeat what you were saying about um, your experiences with Ghouls Next Door with you and Kat. Okay. We'll be right back with Witness Protection Dribble. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to drop Gabe out of the stream right now because she's having a little bit of technical difficulties. We'll wait for her to sign back in um, and see if it's better. Oh, there she is. Oh, and she's moving. She's, 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 she, there she goes. She's better. Hey, Gabe. How you doing? Hi. <laughs> right, yeah, I made it. That was so weird. It was like one time I get, I get the mic. Uh, no, I was, uh, the ghouls have been on for over two years, a little over two years. Um, but I would say even with just the two of us, it's, it's just two uh, co-hosts, it was really rough. Our, we've deleted our first episode from everywhere. It's, no one's allowed. <laughs> it should be illegal for anyone to hear it. Uh, but it was just us like screaming over each other <laughs> and like uh, just like not letting the other person talk, uh, constant like ums and uhs and cat has sinus issues so lots of sniffles uh and it took me like it took a few episodes where i finally just like sat down and i need you to listen to what i'm editing so you can hear what i have to like deal with or uh like listening back and being like do you hear how i tried to say something and you swooped in or you tried to say something that was like no (laughs) cutting it down (laughs) but it really just takes like you know having that like we had to build up the the kind of like understanding between each other and now it's because it's been so long and we do our show weekly that you know it it becomes like second nature we like finish each other's sentences we also have like a script too that really helps us Mm -hmm. um where we're we're not uh reading always from it but like we do a lot of research on our show and so we want to make sure we quote things properly but also keep on topic so we'll have like a script that's like this part we're going to talk about you know, these points and on this part, you're going to talk about that. And we know who's going to talk when. So it's like we're writing in sections for that. I think our, our challenge is when we do have guests on um, because we talk a lot. <laughs> so it's a lot for us to be like, now also you talk a lot. And then we end up with very, very long episodes that I have to edit. But now Kat edits as well. So it's like now she really knows <laughs> the pains that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. Like, on top of it she's like maybe we shouldn't do this anymore and i was like oh okay yeah let's not do that anymore nothing teaches great idea nothing just be supportive nothing teaches you the um uh harder lessons of podcasting than when you go from being a voice on a show to actually being someone who kind of like has to put the show together, either mapping it out or, or editing it. Um, because I know that one, that E you would also mention that, that when you were doing um, your show on our, uh, on our stream mastermind, that th- that was a, a little bit of a eye opener for you too, when you were putting that together. I mean, it was, I enjoyed it, 
Well, I'll put it this way. Because, like, I, it didn't stick. So podcasting is not my own thing individually, right? <laughs> Film is definitely my chosen medium. But I enjoy having those conversations. Um, and putting it together isn't hard, but it was hard getting with my other half to make that happen. Yeah. So that was another reason I couldn't make it sustain. But, um, but yeah, it, it's definitely a labor. You know what I mean? It's not too difficult because my sister is like starting her own business. So she wants to do that at a point. So I'm like telling right now she's doing like YouTube videos and I'm like, tell you need this, get that. This will help you. That won't help you hold off on this. Don't get that or whatever. So it's, it's a lot. It's like, it can be done simply, right? And you get started with a cell phone right. and you press record and it's audio and it'll work. Right. And then at a point you're like, all right, well, let's get a microphone or let's get a dedicated recorder. Let's get, you can always just build up and build up and build up, but you can get started with like nothing, right? Your phone in your pocket is like the best tool you have to get started today for whatever it is you try and get popping. So it just takes that little bit of initiative and sometimes creativity, but yeah, like it's, it doesn't take too much to get started. Just an idea and a platform really. Yeah, but the hardest thing, one of the hardest things, you just touched on it, though, is getting someone to ride with you to do it. And That's then- true. I don't know how you found six people for 11 years, dog. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is about you, but that says something. Real right. <laughs> It it I mean yeah man to, to get everybody to buy in to to be there and commit and and commit it is commitment that's a big thing with the commitment because yeah. like you got to be dedicated everybody got to be down and be like yes I'll be there every week you know what I mean that's big too yeah like we've been committed a long time you know what I mean and we all got other stuff going on too and day jobs and families and 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 and. So yeah, I just it's, it, it it does take a commitment. Can't be afraid of that c word. Well, then then you tell you tell you tell the audience, you and Randy and and even I, Isaiah and Dante can speak to this because Isaiah and Dante signed on as interns, right? So and then and then became like regular members of the crew. Um, Gabe uh, was um, someone we met when we moved to Philly Cam, and we found out that she was a fan of a fan of our show, and we became a fan of her because she's just like just dope like that. And next thing you know, she became our director on on Tribbles After Dark, and now she now she's on the show. So, but starting with you and Randy, why were you invested? Uh, to be committed right from the door. I mean, I'm nice, but I ain't that nice. So, like, what? <laughs> um, I think for me, what it was was um, just the idea. Like when we, when when Len and I did that first show on the wreck, um, when like we started, to, we were kind of talking about music, and then the whole thing we played War of the Words. And the whole thing turned into this whole like comic book and cartoon discussion and whatnot. Um, it was very much like I haven't had this discussion with anybody, anyone of my ilk really in a long time. You know, I was working, I was, you know, still, I was working at the comic book store and it was, you know, it was a regular thing, but it wasn't as cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, it felt, it felt cool doing it. Uh, 
And then and so when we put the whole thing together, I was like, yeah, this is this is my my release from the whole rest of the world. And, you know, being dad and working and everything else like that, I, I found this place that, you know, at least once a week I could just fall into this realm and enjoy it for several hours and then have it to look forward to the next week. Yeah, I, I used to I I hated I hated it when we would go on break. Like when we would I'd be like, like Thursday, nine o'clock, I'd be like, yeah. There's nothing to do. And yeah, this was and this has, has stayed that. Even when I, well, even when I'm on the road, like if I'm on tour and if I'm not on a show, like not doing a show, I'm like, all right, let me see, let me hit the Philly Cam link and at least listen and see what's going on and you know, see what's popping. I, I, you know, I, I love touring, but I hate missing this. I, I really did. And so, you know, to have that every week was just the, just the best feeling in the world. And then to be able to share that feeling with everybody that was listening and, you know, watching now and all that kind of stuff, like, that's, that's a great feeling to, to know that there are people that are like, nah, I can't do this tonight. I got to, you know, my, my, my podcast is on. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's amazing. That's fantastic. So that's what that's what's kept me with it. You know, just having this group of, of people to kind of just wild out with and discuss stuff and learn stuff with. Give me that. I'll take I'll do this the rest of my life. Right. Well, according to George Kimona, it may also help if you have blackmail pictures of the co-hosts. Um, well, uh, there uh, George, get down. <laughs> <laughs> mm. What about you, E? What what uh, kept you coming um, back? I would probably say that for me, I was mostly looking for an outlet. So in school, I was a theater major, so I acted. After that, I did stand-up comedy for like years. And then I got to a point where I'm like, either I'm going to get on the road and start doing that, or I'm going to like start doing something else. And then like I was expecting a baby, so I didn't want to go do that. And then once you're doing the stand-up comedy thing and you're on the road, like that's how you make your money. Like You stay on the road. Right. And I wasn't trying to do that. So, you know, it was it was an outlet for me. So I, I'd like to, I, I guess you could say perform, right? Um, <laughs> no, I, not I like you. People, you know, I like to laugh. I like to make people laugh um, intentionally. So it's, it's, it was basically just like a, it was a natural thing. I was like, I didn't know how well I could fit into this, but I'm willing to give it a shot. You know what I mean? And I just jumped in with both feet, 10 toes. And, you know, it was it was all go from there. Yeah, I remember when me and you had a conversation about you joining the show, and you were like, man, dog, I ain't geeky. I don't know no superheroes. I don't know Batman. Right, I told you all the comic books I had growing up, I could count on one hand. Right. So, and like, I, and I'm not a comic book boy, like, not at all. Right. So, like, uh-huh. And, and yet, you may be one of the most geeky of all of us, because you was a hardcore science head. You, um... You, you, That's true. You, you just didn't know how geeky you... And who knew that you were so deep into Star Wars? I mean, like, you you totally embraced that, John, man. You had a coming out through the uh, Black Tribbles. I think that's also fair, too. Like, I wouldn't have gone to a con if it wasn't for this show. Like, I hadn't been to one previously. I, I probably wouldn't have. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely wouldn't have. Nope. So it was, it was definitely new experiences. And I, I am about new experiences. So it definitely did that for me. All right, all right. 
What about you, Isaiah? Because Isaiah, you signed on not long after college, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, man, not long after college, indeed. I signed on 2015, and uh, for me, literally, Black Tribbles was something that came at the perfect time, uh, and it was like the perfect thing that I needed to, at, at, you know, for that time too. Um, I had actually just gotten off of like going to my first convention ever at Otakon and that will forever be like my favorite uh, convention just because it was my first and just a whole bunch of experiences there. But after being there uh, with uh, two of my friends and then like really starting to dive deeper back into like my bag of geek, cause in college I was, you know, out, you know, playing sports or doing some sort of like club activity or intramurals, whatever, what have you. Um, but then once, you know, I was on that and I was able to like really get back into the swing of things with, you know, anime and, and, uh, you know, some comics and superheroes. I was like, well, I wonder if there's black people that, you know, actually talk about these things. Cause I see, you know, comic book guys and like, I mean, I guess they cool, but like, they're not like me. I don't think they're going to have the same amount of swagger or, or just that same amount of like energy that they would. So like, that's fine, but I'll just keep that over there and push that to the side. So I was actively looking for, like, you know, black geeks, honestly, that maybe there's something I can do for them because I feel there needs to be a stronger push in order to, you know, get these voices out. And as well, just to, like, have that, that like, that energy and just that, I guess, that, that special something that gives you know people life and i i wanted to be a part of it and lo and behold i searched far searched wide all throughout indeed linkedin wherever i could i ended up coming across black tribbles uh it was for an internship i took it hit the ground running and i remember my first night with y'all i i was like yo what what the <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god y'all <laughs> Y'all, y'all can cut a rock when it in uh when uh, it ain't FCC and it was mischief. <laughs> I thought it was perfect. I was, it was like the perfect opportunity come through on mischief night. Y'all doing your thing, and I'm just there being able to be a part of it and honestly just know I was being like part of something great, and that really you know lit a fire in my soul and like really made me happy. And I was and forever will be thrilled and appreciative of the opportunity, you know, given to me. And I'm just happy that for all the years that, you know, I've been with y'all and for everything that we have done that, you know, we were able to do so for others too. Show them that these black voices in these geek spaces matter and that, you know, everything that we talk about, everything that we feel, everything that we, you know, you know, envision that they all have a, you know, a stand to, you know, be placed upon and, you know, everything's uh, fun and important. Well, that's cool. That's cool. What the, what's your story, Dante? Um, you came on as an intern, what, uh, just a little over a year ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a year and like a couple months now. Um, it was funny because uh, like a lot of my friends who, there's some of my friends who were, were really geeky like me. And everybody started having family. So it's just kind of me by myself. And I really didn't have like a lot of people to talk to about it. So it's like, man, I was like, I really don't have anything to do. So I was like, all right. And then like all of a sudden I see on Instagram, I was like, Black Tribbles are following me. I'm like, 
who the black trouble is like this guy i was like i'll look into him i was like oh, okay they, you know they kind of geeky like me like all right that's cool and i was like i seen the post for an intern position i was like well like hamilton said i'm not gonna throw away my shot so i i went in i posted i was like I was nervous as hell uh I came, I finally came in for the interview. Uh, the best interview I ever had. Uh, it was Isaiah. <laughs> Isaiah was interviewing me. And I could only show you the motions. Like, this is the motions I could I could only show you. So Lynn was like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah, you here for an internship? Okay, you got this, Isaiah? All right, I got a I got a meeting to go to. Uh, but you got this. <laughs> that was Lynn. Dipped out. <laughs> Left everything with Isaiah. But and, uh, and that was, and I think that was the most like nervous time I was at because when Isaiah was like, "Yeah, uh, we're still waiting," you know, it's going to probably be about two or three weeks. I'm like, oh, it's like two or three weeks. I was like, oh. I was like, I didn't get this. I didn't get this. I was like, I didn't get this. It's like I have to find something else to do with my time. And then Isaiah hit me back. He's like, "Hey, got the position." I was like. Oh snap! <laughs> I was like, I was, yeah, I was, honestly, I was super excited. So I was like, yeah, I was like. Then when I came and finally seen like the radio show, I was like, yo, this is awesome! Like, this is the hypeness I've been looking for. Like, this is like the camaraderie that I've been like wanting to like be in, like have people around that that get hyped about the same things I do, and inter- like show me things that I may not have known before. And seen before and get introduced to new geekiness on a new level so it's been awesome it's been great uh, i very much enjoyed it it's been a wild ride uh, it's, i don't know i don't know how to explain it I, I love it and i wouldn't change anything for, i wouldn't give up anything for it i wouldn't change anything for it well, well, now that you are officially a triple, now I can uh, I can finally tell you. I've been holding off on telling you this for a long time, uh, Dante. But tell uh, my bill, man. right <laughs> when I came down for that meeting and I saw you there, that you came for you know the interview for the internship. Mind you, it was an internship for Black Tribbles. So in my mind, if you know it's an internship for a Black Tribbles radio show, which we do not hide that it was a, a geeky radio show. You know, like when Isaiah came, he had on like some khakis, if I remember, and like maybe a button up, you know. Um, But Dante, you look like a mortician. Like I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I had had a full suit on. I had a full suit on. That's why. He had a full suit on. I think he maybe even had like a boutonniere dog. I thought he was like, (laughs) I thought it was like, Oh, Gomar, Gomez Adams shaved his head and came down for an interview. Like, I didn't know what was happening. I was like, yo, Isaiah, you got this? And it was, you know, I'm like, okay. All right, well, you, you tell me. I don't know. He looked like somebody's father. You know, maybe he's interviewing for his son. You know, like, I just think we're a great place for my son. Like, but all right, dog, you know, you say you got this. And then I asked Isaiah, I said, so he wanted to be an intern? He's like, yeah. I was like, you sure? You sure you got his age? He's like, yeah, really. I'm like, Okay. All right. I mean, I literally thought you were going to drive up in a casket. I didn't know what the <laughs> hell was happening, dog. So, 
<laughs> for real, for real. But I just that not fine because it because after you let like after you left and then I was just like, look, it's just you know just let it. I was like, all right, cool. I was like, look, I like some DBZ. I like this and that that like that that. He's like, oh word. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, no, he That's told it. me. He told me how y'all bonded and everything like that. But I just figured that was stuff you was watching while you was pumping in formaldehyde. Like, I didn't know that you really wasn't a, a mortician, though. I'm just being honest. Why are you? Sometimes <laughs> you do it like that. Because I'm being real. Y'all didn't see him. If y'all saw him, you would have. <laughs> Yo, I in luck. You'd have been checking like, for a pulse. I'm telling you, you. I will support you in saying it was a little weird. Like, Dante, when you pulled up, I'm like, who was this James Bond of the... I could not believe. I'm like, okay. everything. I was just waiting. And like, Depp's going to roll right behind him, though. No matter what happens, I will dress up for any position that I'm interviewing for. Don't care. Internship, janitor, whatever it is, I will have a full suit on. As you should. Right. All the time. It. That was the key point. I respected that. I was like, all right, bet. Right. That reflects on you. There you go. <laughs> right. Yo. You got the job. So, I mean, it yeah, works. Sure right. did. The mortician right. got the job. So, if you need, if you got any, uh, <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> what? Call 1-800. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. Not to change the subject. Ike, who is that framed up on a wall behind you? Bro, that's a dog. It's not my dog. Yeah, <laughs> Clearly, it's a dog in the frame. I just said, who is it? Clearly, it's somebody special. It's their dog that passed away last year. Patsy? No, I forget the dog's name. I feel oh, so bad. He said it's their No, he said it's their dog that passed away. I know. I'm asking who they. Who house is he at? <laughs> I'm at my girlfriend's aunt's and uncle's house. I'm at my girlfriend's aunt's and uncle's house. I'm dog sitting their new dog. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did mention something about that. Uh, yes, oh, I and did. they got the old one up. Oh, the new one don't get jealous. Ain't that a no. love? Like you, girl, you allowed to do that with your dog? Like I don't know, like the proper etiquette. I feel like that's wrong, and you jumping it in his face, like you wasn't. <laughs> I don't even know if the new one like really even The new one probably doesn't even care. It's just like too hyperactive, just running around trying to like play fetch everywhere throughout the house and just lick people's faces all crazy. Luckily, it's a sleep. That's just, that's, that's just it's showing off. I, th- I like, think wow, look, look at all the stuff I can do. He can't, <laughs> sucker. I th- I, th- I think. Uh, if I can chime in, first of all, you're listening to WPPM LP Philadelphia Black Tribbles, so you want to do a podcast. Put your podcasting questions in our Facebook group uh, on Tribble Nation or on YouTube uh, slash Black Tribbles. We're going to be start answering all of your podcasting questions or whatever questions you have. Uh, we're right now we're investigating the dog that is behind Isaiah on his screen. <laughs> Apparently, someone has let us know that the dog's name is Ralph. That's uh, cat. That has to be yeah, cat. cat. <laughs> yes, it's cat. Because she knows. Oh, she's thing. right. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's Ralph the dog. That's the yep. that's the dog's name. Um, gotcha. That's the picture of the dead dog that is behind Isaiah. Shh. Um, oh, not a work. Is this like reverse, bro? What the yes, camera that. stuff? Whatever, bro. That yeah. yeah. Whatever. I'm done. Yeah. I don't know your camera tricks, lead. I. Of your left and your right, so it's just trans- <laughs> no, it's oh my good, yeah, whatever. Yep, yep, there we go. 
before we get into uh, everybody's questions, let's uh, give Gabe a moment to chime in um, with uh, speaking to exactly how she developed the, the, the commitment for uh, for Ghouls Next Door. Um, and I would have imagined because Ghouls Next Door is such a a um, you know, a, 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 a labor of love for you and Kat, your co-host, um, and you working with Tribbles After Dark as our, our producer and director. Um, I know that takes as well as just all of the jobs that you do at Philly Cam uh, and WPPM. Um, I'm curious as to what made you decide when we offered the invitation for you to join the show proper as one of the triples, what made you say, Oh yeah, I can carve out time for this too. I've got a 25th hour in my day. Like what were you thinking? Yeah. Well, when I uh, first heard about you guys, it was when you were coming to Philly cam and I was like super excited. Cause I was just like, there's a what? There's a dirty what? Uh, and you know, my, uh, outlet for my nerdy energy was always uh, uh, my uh, co-worker Jeff at Philly Cam and we would just like nerd about literally anything like Jeff can go on for hours <laughs> so it's like I just throw out some topic and then he, we would be on that for the entire day like we'd go do a task come back and be like and, oh and another thing uh, <laughs> why we don't like this and so I remember uh, you were you're getting people on the show that were in Philly Cam and I was super excited because I was already like uh, a big fan. I do remember uh, you kind of like quizzing or testing me <laughs> before I got on there because you were like, "What do you? What do you nerd about?" Uh, and I was like, oh, "I don't know." Like I never really kind of dubbed myself the nerd. I was just like, "I like stuff." Um, and then I mentioned oh, yeah. that I really enjoy all the uh, the Robins, and then you quizzed me, and then I got it wrong. <laughs> so I missed one, and then I was like, "Oh man, I failed. I've ru- I've ruined this." Uh, but then you asked. Uh, me and Jeff to come on and I it was immediately like coming into the radio station like when it's like it was a new environment it was super exciting um I always love the atmosphere at Philly Camp but whenever it's like the Tribbles are in the radio station there's just this like vibrating energy and it was immediately like you like I was treated like family like everyone's like come on in like just like have a seat let's hang out like we're and I was so nervous I was like how do you do on the radio <laughs> I forgot what I sound like um but it just I completely forgot that and was just lost in the moment and thought you guys were like so much fun uh and, and became like immediately obsessed and I was like this is really cool what they're doing I wonder if I could do something like this <laughs> so uh it was because of the that episode that um uh Jeff and I named each other our triple names and I remember it was really hard to to find mine because there's already so many people who liked or were dubbed names that I enjoyed. And then we came around to Horror Tribble, and I was like, oh yeah, I do really, really love horror. (laughs) I'm always talking about that. That is like one of my favorite things. Uh, And then I was like, I really want a podcast. I think that would be fun, Uh, but I don't want to do it alone. And you even like uh, tried to connect me uh, with Lee Sumter to uh, do one about apocalypses. Mm -hmm. And she's a very busy woman, so (laughs) I was like, it was so awesome to like connect. I was like, they know everybody. Um, and then Kat was like, I want to hang out with you. I want to be your best friend. Let's do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you don't know what this is going to entail, but let's go. And she's like, oh, okay, let's do it. Um, and then uh, so that I kind of took that on and, and 
it was exciting and it was good because it was such a positive environment and and honestly having the support of not only you all but also Philly Cam because like Vanessa helped a lot with like um you know ensuring that I my show had substance right that it was something unique that it was something I could be proud of and, and that I can kind of uh you know share <laughs> with the world uh and not be a waste of time right like if I'm going to put all this energy in it it's got to be worth it so she was super helpful um as were all of you and then you know when you approached me and uh Jeff about uh a, a tv show I was like yeah yeah you want <laughs> You want to do something else? Well, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, and the first time was like a mess because no one was there. And it was like just me and Jeff and Ariel running around. Um, and then the second time it was also that. But it was like the content was so exciting. And I, I really loved like the themes and, and the connections that you all had and, and the love that you had for each other. And also like whenever you had guests on, uh, how excited they were. And so when I was like, hey, what if I am the director because I wasn't the original choice, but I was like, but I'm here and I'm willing to dedicate time and energy to continue to be here. Uh, and, you know, you like gave me that chance and it, you know, I've created film and media before, but it, it, it was still kind of like new to do something so regular. So it was an awesome opportunity uh, to do that. And I, I definitely thank you guys for that. And it's always something new. Uh, it's always rolling with the punches. The lowest are, you know, uh, try, you guys are always doing something. <laughs> so, uh, you know, being able to hang out with you all, uh, for all this time and then getting the opportunity, uh, to join you guys even now, like on the, you know, flagship show, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I do. I also have a problem with not being able to say no <laughs> to more things on my plate. I'm like, yeah, I'll just figure it out. Who needs sleep? No one needs that. Right. Two is two hours is fine. Yeah. Uh, I do that all the time. So I, <laughs> generally say yes to things and i'm like why do i do that but not this i do enjoy it uh gabe i want you to see this we uh cat actually chimed in our in our facebook group and she said the ghouls is basically where i store my personality the only place i ever get to use my degree actively learn as an adult feel confident myself and confident in my voice also hanging out and geeking out with my best friend is a pretty decent perk love you gabe that is from Cat, your co-host. Love you, Cat. Next Door. Um, that is the one thing that I think is one of the defining um, reasons why the the genre of podcasting has exploded so much as it has in the last, well, probably like really in the last five, six years, it really has exploded. And that is because people are realizing that it is an opportunity to let your voice be heard, right? And to and 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 often maybe find your your true voice, especially if you're someone who is a comedian or who is an actor. So sometimes you're up on a stage and to a degree you are playing a part um, or playing a role. Um, but when you are in front of a, this microphone, and you are different from radio, even though we are radio first, we still view ourselves as a podcast first and foremost. When you are before this microphone and you are talking into people's ears in their most intimate of moments, or even sometimes when they're just chilling in their house and just walking, they're just um, uh, messing around, um, 
doing dishes or whatever, you know, and you are talking to them directly into into their ears. It is a very intimate relationship that you develop with these people. And I think the most successful podcasts are the ones that allow a little bit of themselves, a little bit of their personality to shine through the content. And you'll find that some of the best podcasts, some of the most successful podcasts, certainly not all of them, but a lot of the the most successful podcasts, the content is, is the second thing. The people are tuning in because they like the host, because they want to... Uh, hear the host's point of view. They want to spend some time with them. I think the one of the biggest reasons why our show was as successful as it was, as opposed to some other uh, podcasts or radio shows um, that you know are uh, in the same genre, um, is that the one thing we heard from people is like they wanted to be in the room. They, sometimes people wanted to be a guest on the show not because they wanted to promote their thing they just wanted to be in the room like yeah i got a book i, I got a book this is my book i'm selling it can i just sit here and listen to y'all you know what i mean like that and that's that's really what they wanted to do and that that speaks to them feeling the energy feeling the camaraderie that we all had with one another um coming through the microphone and i think even now as we've gotten used to doing this show week more and more video wise weekly that camaraderie is is starting to come through a little bit more even now on our on our live stream and that's what people that would what people gravitate to i mean that's been my ex- experience um and that honestly if you want to know what gets me coming to this the station every freaking thursday uh that's what gets me coming there. It's just getting the bug with each and every one of you. I knew almost all of you, but you know, I met Isaiah and Dante and and Gabe through the show, but I knew Eric before the show. Like me and Eric were were I don't know if we would describe ourselves as friends, but we were definitely cool with one another. We hung out. He's been he had been to my house more than a few times. Me and Randy, I had just met, but you know, I, I felt a kinship with him. I felt kind of like a brotherhood. Kennedy was already my friend for years. No, you know what? We met at nightmares. That's we were right. co-workers. Yeah, yeah, we, we were co-workers. co-workers. We were co-workers. Yeah, that's yeah, that's when we like started to hang out. Yeah. So yeah, we had like only met on the job. So that's that's how we met. And and it, another thing I think that people feed off of is that like we extended that camaraderie. Like yeah. just like bringing in interns, everybody that's a fan is part of the family. You know what true. I mean? And, and we and we want everybody to feel that because if you've never had this conversation with somebody that looks like you, know that we're doing it somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we just wanted to extend that to everybody. If you haven't found this in your own circle, come and get in on it with us. And extending that to everybody else, I think, is part of what they feel. You ain't lying. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there you go. Um, Action figure expert. He is looking for some freedom. He wants some freedom. I I don't know what he wants freedom from, but you're free. Be free, my friend. Be free. You are free. Free to be you, free to, you know, exercise your First Amendment right, free to 
I don't know, wear a mask, free to wash your hands, free to stay home. All those are your choices. I think that might be a nod to the video. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think that might be a nod to the video. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, because we showed it last Friday. Gangsta grass. That's my hope. It is. So, now's the time where we're going to turn things over to you who are watching us on Facebook and on uh, YouTube. Um, and each, even, maybe even you guys, if you have questions of your own uh, about wanting to do a podcast or about our history, about the history of podcast lessons learned in, in podcasting or whatever. Um, I, Dante, we haven't heard from you a little bit. Uh, you've been doing the Infinity Equation um, for now for a few months and what has been one of the um the biggest lessons you've learned since putting on putting up that endeavor uh definitely what we talked about earlier was uh commitment uh definitely putting in just the time and effort to do it every day in day out excuse me i shouldn't say day in day out but every week to uh make sure i keep up on a regular schedule People know that I'm consistent and that the whole team's consistent with what we do. Uh, and just making sure that we have the information to put out there for everybody, even if we didn't have the information to talk about something, but uh, know that we are there uh, around a regular basis. That was, that was definitely one thing. Um, that commitment is uh, the hardest part. There's, there's times that I just like, man, I don't feel like doing this podcast today. So <laughs> I really don't. But then once it gets started, I was like, all right, I'm glad I did it. It's like, you know, it's like we're having a good time. Everything's, everybody's having fun. But yeah, the, definitely the commitment part. That's the biggest thing about it. I would imagine that's also, um, was that a, one of the harder lessons for you to learn as well, Gabe? Yeah, I mean, we... Because we do our like research, and we you know watch at least one to two movies or shows or read books a week, and then do extensive research and dive in. And so there are times when we are just like there's so much else going on, and we're you know struggling away trying to kind of pick out <laughs> the meaningful parts of what we're watching or what we're reading and uh, making sure we're educating properly. And we get so tired <laughs> sometimes we're like watching, it's like 11 p.m. and we're like, why are we doing this to ourselves? But then like when we get into our podcast layer and we just start kind of going and, and we draw off each other's energy, it's like we get this second breath uh, and, and this wave of energy where we're just like, yeah, like, and then this, and then that. Uh, and we just like, you know, love each other so much and, and, and love what we're, we're doing that it, it shows through and it makes it worth it. And I feel like every time we come through, we're like, yeah, that's so awesome. I love what we do. I love the show. It's so great. And then it'll be like next week when <laughs> we're struggling to, to get all the stuff again. I was like, why are we doing this? Why haven't we done this? Like, do we need to do this again? When can we take a break? And then we're like, all right, let's do it again. Uh, so yeah, commitment gets, it is a lot of work. It can get really hard. And I think we make more work for ourselves too. Uh, just trying to, kind of make it educational as much as it is entertaining right yeah. i just think you're lucky that you have a podcast layer yeah that was a lot that's a lot of fun that's our, our you gotta get me one of those at the other house but it's our spooky layer it's got all our you know horror posters and weird decor that we find after halloween that's on sale at ross <laughs> 
<laughs> Ain't nothing like right, making a so, nice little spot for yourself. Go ahead, E. All right, so we have like three different, you know, producers here that produce their own content. How would you, because it sounds like a lot of pre-planning goes into it. Can you speak to the difficulty? And I'm not, this is not a shot, it's not a dig. Everybody can miss pressing the record button. So just speak to the difficulty or how you overcome the because we I even I have you know mispressed the record button or it slipped off the thing, whatever it happens. People are human. Can you just speak upon the importance or confirming of or how you can still do it for years and still sometimes miss the record button? Because uh, we're all human. Uh I'll let Dante start, who just got a shout out from uh <laughs> Judson. Uh who's going on, Judson? He says Dante is my hero. Long live the Infinity uh, cast. Let people know who who that is, Dante. He uh, he is one of our very uh, active uh, viewers uh, for every week that we've been doing the Infinity Equation. Uh, um, him, uh, another gentleman named Art, uh, action figure experts always there. Um, and I know I'm missing some guys, and I, and I do apologize if I'm missing you guys. Uh, they're always there. Uh, every Friday night with us, so uh, we we and we appreciate them. We really do. Uh, but in that case, um, there is honestly. So I'm not. <laughs> it's funny because there is actually like cat like like excuse me like Gabe said there is a lost episode, but it's deleted. It's gone. There was actually there was a, a really a different thirteenth episode <laughs> that aired in December, but <laughs> it's deleted. It is nowhere to be found. So there's a new 13th episode. So, yeah, it was, it was just not for me. I just like this is not good. Like, there's no way I'm leaving. This what episode. wasn't good? Was the content not good or was it just so many technical I, difficulties? I think it was just more technical issues. I don't even remember what was wrong with it at this point because I, I deleted it from my mind at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just. Move yeah. on. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, yeah, there was actually a different 13th episode. White memory now from the history books. What about you, Gabe? How do you uh, answer E's question? Yeah, it's like triggering. I get flashbacks, like PTSD all the times that I lose, uh, especially like Triples After Dark. I'm sure Len can name uh, many (laughs) times when I'm like, nope, I don't know where that is. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I have a distinct memory of us recording in that location with those people. I do remember that, but did it happened. I don't know. There's no record. Um, <laughs> but even for you know, ghouls, there you know, there time, one time I uh, didn't transfer the, the the audio files after we recorded, and of course I put the cards in my pants pocket, and then they go in the washer, and then it's me being like, um, "Cat, so um. remember all the hours you put into making yourself." <laughs> look like a, uh, making yourself look like a, a male celebrity on our show. Uh, you gotta do that again because <laughs> all of that is gone, and I hope this second time it looks just as good. Uh, I believe in you, and I love you, and let's just—you know what? Who needs to sleep? Again, that's my motto. <laughs> and Kat's like, all right, here I go. I gotta look like uh, one of the Chris's. I forget his last name. Uh, Chris Evans. No, she looked like Chris Evans from Snowpiercer. Mm. She did an amazing job. The first time was so flawless. Second time was just as good, but it was, uh, it'll never be that first time. 
I'm so sorry, Kat. <laughs> but now I do it. As soon as it comes out, I'm like, it's out. It's in the computer. It's in the drive. It's on two drives. It ain't happening again. There you go. I hear you. Um, like, well, E knows. Sometimes it, it, it stuff happens. Um, and you just, especially, especially. Especially, you know, no excuses um, because it, it, it almost always falls on me. Um, but, you know, with these knuckleheads, you know, if we are really going at it like right at the top before the, the show and sometimes that bleeds into the beginning of the show. And then the next thing you know, we are running up to the station break at 10 o'clock and I'm looking down like, you know, that button looks like it ain't pressed. Um <laughs> And you just be like, oh, duh, oh, oh, duh, oh, man. And heaven, and 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 he, he will tell you, there's been plenty of times when that button was not uh, unpressed. Button was not discovered until eleven oh five p.m. As, <laughs> as we are going after we are signed off, and I've given everybody like, man, that was really a great show, y'all. Woo! Oh, dude. That was dude, one for the dude. ages. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I hope the live studio loved it because the podcasters <laughs> won't. One and done. Listen, listen. You did that on... It Was it, was it the first hip-hop show we did? Yep. <laughs> that thing was magnificent. Absolutely perfect. Oh, oh we, didn't, we didn't record it. We didn't, we didn't record it. Um... Yeah, this, this, this stuff happens, man. Uh, and 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 Vince will tell you, uh, bringing in the Michelle mission to here. Here, I don't remember what episode it is, but there's definitely an episode somewhere in the '90s of the Michelle mission that is the third take of the show because <laughs> because the first one was uh, something was messing up with the recorder, and I stopped it. It started it back over, and apparently I must have stopped it, started it back over, stopped it again, thinking I was starting it over. And we got about 45 minutes in. I was like, oh, you know, dog, the numbers aren't moving. Um, <laughs> yeah, we got we got to take three on this. Uh, ah, start over. Yeah, I think, that, I think that may be the episode where Vince slaps me. I don't know. It could, cause it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, uh, the stuff happens. Uh, we got a question from Action Figure Expert. I don't know how serious he is about this question, but, you know, I'm going to put it out here. Um, he wants to know, how is it you guys do not have more subscribers? And I'm assuming he's speaking to, because I know he's, he's found us by way of the infinity equation. Um, so I'm assuming he's speaking primarily about on YouTube and, um, I have, a, I have a, I have a, an answer for that, but I'll, I'll let, I'll let, uh, Mr. Friday night and Isaiah, who are pretty much our YouTube Zen masters speak to why they think we do not have as many subscribers as action figure experts seems to believe we should. Isaiah, you go first on this. Wow. All right. No. <laughs> <laughs> you were the first of the enters. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. Well, I know initially for us Let's on give you YouTube, the whole screen. Go ahead, Isaiah. Go. Word. Thank you. Thank you. So, no. Initially for us on YouTube, it was pretty much like a new playground for us anyway. So, when you're first trying to, like, break out into something new, it's always going to be tough. 
Uh, and I think actually having more continuous uh, YouTube content didn't really start until, yeah, until 2019 at some point. I think that might have been maybe the first three months of, yeah, so probably in the very beginning of 2019, that's when we actually started putting more consistent uh, videos up. Because uh, I know even before then, like some videos of Triples After Dark would come up, but then it would probably be like a longer gap in between like the next one. Now it's a little bit more consistent, even with like other videos from some of our conventions that we go through, whether it would be like blogs or just like little um, recaps of like, you know, what was happening, um, piecing together some of the interviews that we do. So having more content is key. And we kind of got like a late start to that. And then not only that, just trying to build a fan base on YouTube. And it's not necessarily an easy thing, especially when we're using a whole bunch of different platforms. You have to try and make sure that you engage everyone in each platform. And because if you're able to engage every you know fan or follower, subscriber, uh, then that usually generates you know more fans and subscribers. Uh, and then with that, just trying to have like a solid home base show, and with that solid home base show, I can toss that over to Dante. Um. So in that case, yeah, with that, it's just like, like a, just jumped off what Isaiah said. A lot of building um, new content. And then I would say basically it's more of word of mouth as well, too. When er I see like times like tonight or like when we uh, do our show on Friday night, there's a lot of viewers, but it's, you know, it's usually our same main viewers that are, um, mm -hmm. are all like chatting up in the chat room. And I try to get everybody, um, that's the best way to put this up, give everybody their time to shine with their comments and make sure that their voices are heard as well. So they know like, hey, you know, my my comment was up on, uh, they read my comment, uh, especially uh, I'll say, for example, when we have the animators on uh, and the writers from X-Men anime series, a lot of people were excited. Like, yo, they, they asked my question to them. I was like, yo, that, that's awesome. So that way is i say more of like word of mouth you if one person tells another person like hey look look at this uh podcast like yo they, they're doing some good stuff like they're, they're entertaining and that's uh you know and they're fun it's just not about the content but they're you know, really fun people they like, just to listen to and hang out with which i is which is crazy enough uh we've got enough compliments like that it, and it's funny <laughs> uh I just never thought it would ever be that way. And I didn't think I would ever be that entertaining for anybody to listen to, especially uh, some who've heard my McFarlane story so many times. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it makes it feel good. It makes you feel good when people come up to you and like, message you and say, hey, you know, I enjoyed your show. You know, you guys got a great show. I love the way that you are, you know, get along and have a good time. It's just more, you know, people have to tell other folks about it, you know, and share, you know, when they say, hey, tonight's show is going to be on, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram, share it on Facebook, or even tell a friend, like, hey, you know, have you caught them? Like, yo, this this last episode or caught any of the episodes before? They're pretty good. Like, even if you're not, if that's not the content that you're looking for, if they tell them, like, hey, they have great chemistry, that right there sells the show that right there will hold, will bring in more subscribers but it's just like isaiah says just keeping constant with content keep coming and coming that's what makes you look more like 
for, I guess for YouTube, it makes it look more consistent. And that's when people say, oh, okay, hey, you know, they're really got stuff going on, like videos popping up like every other day. So that kind of, that's what basically kind of builds more subscribers for you. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the first one of the big lessons of podcasting for people is that um that consistency. If you say that you're going to do your show, whether or not it's going to be a weekly show, a monthly show, bi-weekly or whatever, uh, but if you set yourself up for a schedule, um especially right off the bat, you've got to really hit that schedule. You've got to because the first thing you're trying to do is you're trying to stand out in this den and let's face it, everybody's doing a podcast right now, whether it be audio or on YouTube, everybody's got a podcast. So you've got to stand out. And one of the best ways of standing out is just being consistent, being present, being there when you say you're going to be there. If we do a Thursday night show, people know we're on from Thursdays from 9 to 11. We've built up an audience that expects to see us from Thursday from 9 to 11. They expect to see the affinity equation on Friday Friday night. You know, um, I can't tell you how many times that when for whatever reason um, we do the show on Thursday, I make it a hard commitment to get the show up for Friday for people's downloading uh, in their podcast catcher. And if I miss that by an hour, people wake up and it's not there. I don't know how many times I got hit up in my DMs just like, yo, Lynn, you still alive? Like, what's up, dog? Like, you know, um, yeah, for real, for real. Like, yo, somebody go check on Lynn. The show ain't up. What's going on? What's going on? Like, so you, in, in, and you, you, People appreciate that. And then to Dante's point is that, you know, uh, and and Eric and even Gabe spoke about this, is that when you engage with your audience, you know, they appreciate that when they people appreciate joining the. um the Triple Nation and coming up with their own Triple Name, you know, uh, people appreciate you showing their comments on on YouTube or or, or on the stream or um, just uh, uh, recognizing their name. We had people who were regularly coming to our show, calling to our show so much that we had theme songs for when they called in. You know, um, you know, so it, it, and it, they it, it, then they feel like they're part of the show and because they are their their family so um that's the that that goes a long way and i think the more consistent we have been about having consistent content on youtube then that's why our numbers are growing and and steadily grow and are consistently growing um and as we do more and more on YouTube, the quality of that stuff uh, grows. And with that, you know, the followers are, are coming. All right. Uh, and on top of that, I just also want to add that there's no magic bullet for any sort of amount of success that you could dream of. And on average, it takes about five plus years, seven plus years of hard grinding just to become an overnight success. That is just consistent, the hard work and working intelligently and making sure that you keep whatever that uniqueness is for your show or about you being a host, that you keep that all throughout and, you know, just make sure that you deliver that good content. 
I was actually about to, to ask a question if there isn't if there isn't one queued up. Um, especially for for Gabe and for Dante and you know for uh, for you as well. Uh, if there's a lot of other people doing this, you know, if you discovered that there's several other podcasts and such that are doing the same sort of topics you're doing, what is it bes- besides yourself? Right, besides just your, your own personal energy, that you feel like you need to make yours stand out from somebody else's. That's a good question. Um, I guess I can go. Uh, I like to say, I, I guess personally for myself, and I, I can just only speak for what I've done. I went out and made it diverse as, as best as possible. I try to find somebody who who's new. Like most of the artists are action figures. I should guess I should explain that. So most of the artists are action figures, kind of like a little bit TV, a little bit movie, a little bit comic. But most importantly, action figures is what we talk about. I'm not I don't know all the Star Wars figures. So I have somebody who knows Star Wars. I have a ex-Hasbro employee, so he knows more about Hasbro than any of us could probably put together. So and then I have a person who does like Marvel Legends news. So it's kind of like, it has to be like, even though I'm not familiar with most of all, like everything, it has to be, I brought pieces in that, Hey, this person knows this, their information can help build the show. Hey, this person knows this is information helps build the show. I had to go out and find people who knew what they want, especially you, Randy, uh, when you do show up to the show, show up, <laughs> you bring your comic knowledge. That's great. I may not have the most in-depth comic knowledge like you do, but you bring that to the show. That's the energy you bring to the show. So when I was looking to set it up, I knew it had it had to be a real round. It just can't be like, oh, we do we talk about just one set of figures and that's it. No, it has to be well-rounded because there are people who like Transformers who might tune in. There's people who might like uh whatever other figures that might be out there. Ninja Turtles or, or anything else, it has to be well rounded because we can't talk about those topics and just like and nobody be like uh, I don't know what this is or what this is from. Like I have to have people who know a little bit of something from each area, have their own expertise and what they collect and what they do to make it better, and then that makes it more. It makes the show more interesting because it's not like you just you don't have one same topic that you're talking about every week, and then people get bored of that, and that's what stops the numbers from growing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, to, for me to answer, um, <laughs> uh, I would say it's. I don't think we've found anyone who does what we do. We're pretty unique and niche. Like we set out to be that way. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, no, like I mean, uh, our specific brand of edutainment, right? Like you know, we do our history and psychology, and we also do media analysis. Um, It's very unique. There are times when, like, I'll be on social media, and I follow uh, somewhat similar uh, podcasts. Like, it's, like, two lady hosts, and they're talking about things that are spooky. Uh, And sometimes I'll see that they have, like, a bunch of likes, or they're getting a bunch of shares, and then I'll, like, go and cry to cat, and then she's like, they're true crime. It doesn't count. Like, that's not, you know that true crime is a different world, that we're not in it, and it's fine. I'm like, okay. Uh, But I will say, like, on times when we have covered topics that we know that other podcasts are covering them 
or other content creators have kind of uh, addressed on episodes, we generally will um, kind of plug their content too. Uh, we'll have listened to it and then we will like, you know, share like, hey, if you really liked what we talked about, someone else also covered this and they have their own point of view. And, and there's, you know, people are really appreciative when you uh, tag them and when you like tweet them uh, and give them recognition, they give it right back. And so then you get uh, a part of their uh, audience just as much as you get, like they get a part of yours. <laughs> Right? And so enough room for us. Um, and that's kind of like how I always have done it is just like, yeah, we can talk about uh, the new child's play and another show could talk about the new child's play, but they're not going to talk about it the way that we are. Like we're talking about from this AI point of view and uh, like how we, uh, you know, are attached to uh, robots, <laughs> like technology in this different way, but someone else might be talking about like, why is it scary? Or like, why is it dumb? Like, did Mark Hamill do a great job? Uh, and that doesn't make it any like worse or better. It's just different. And so I think it's just like, if you like this, you'll like them. And I think sharing and uh, doing that. But yeah, we, I think we're just too unique for it to be what someone else is doing. And just to yeah. jump on that tangent, that last child play was interesting because they created Chucky. He had a glitch, but they created him. They made him the monster mm -hmm. he was. So I thought that was kind of cool. I never felt so hard, like, emotionally for Chucky in my entire life. Like, I was terrified of him as a child. And that moved me, made me sad about him. And I was like, this is, like, you're not allowed to make me feel sad about yeah. a murderer. It was definitely I was like, you did it. Hold his hand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, real quick before you go, Lynn. Uh, just to roll off what you said, Gabe. It really is. It, it's really about community. Like we've had other podcasts who shout us out, and we shout them out right back because what they may have, they may have different opinions on. We may have different opinions on, but that's the nice thing about podcasts. You get a different opinion. You get a different size of of what somebody's talking about, and you might like, okay, I can understand where they're coming from on this side, and then you might listen to like, okay, so I understand where they're coming from with this side, or I'm, you may not disagree, you may not like it, but you understand it. But it's also about you know, everybody's out here to share the wealth. It's not just like trying to be stingy. I'm not trying to be like salty about anything that's out there. If you put on a good show, hey, I'll shout you out. And I appreciate everybody who shout, shouts us out as well. Like It's about just trying to build a community and just, you know, let people understand and hear the different opinions that are out there. Well, I will share from George Kimona. What's up, George? He's checking us out. He said it's real hard to be at work and have nothing to listen to. That's why I F's with the triples. That's why we F's with you, George. Love you, dog. Um, just to answer your question real quick, Randy, for me, it is, it's easy. Uh, I see guests you know, that get pitched to us um, and Isaiah will be looking through all, all of the, um, you know, uh, press releases and stuff that we, we get about bringing this guest on or that guest on and, and everything like that. Um, but my criteria is that people want to get on, they want to promote their type of thing. And, and there are people that are talking about this geeky stuff, just people that, well, first, th first thing, I never wanted our show to be a news show because news shows I don't think are evergreen. And so you can't, after a certain point, the news 
becomes old, you know, or or I never wanted to like really just be a show that just talks about the rumors of geekdom and all that type of stuff. I just wanted it to be a show about geeks talking about the culture. So while we are talking about some news items, we're also talking about the, the culture at large. And when we have guests on the show, whether or not they are there to promote something or whether or not they are there just to be in the room when it happens, um, I want them to be able to speak to the the culture at large. And first and foremost, I'm inviting them to be with us. Well, I'm not inviting them to be on the show. I'm inviting them to be one of us. So to come so that's why I try to have guests that come on at the top of the show and stay throughout the entire show. So no no matter where the conversation goes, they are there as one of the triples to add their insight into it. We'll get around to whatever they're here for, but they're just here to, to just add to the, the vibe of the show. Um, and I think that is what has made makes us stand out from the other shows that are kind of like in the same genre of ours. Um, and I think that is what makes people appreciate our show and want to come and be on the show or come be in the room when we do live events or appear at con concerts, I mean, concerts, conventions and stuff like that. Um, Don't rule it out. Well, to be fair, we have been at concerts, so there you go. Uh, so, uh, so I, I think that's what makes us stand out, um, and 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 a little bit of luck. I'm not even going to lie; it's a little bit of luck that the chemistry that we have does pop as much as it has. I don't. I have a real another another question uh, lined up here, um, but. I do have a question for Gabe um, because I know that you do listen to other podcasts and, and not just horror podcasts. You listen to a, a wide assortment of different podcasts. And I'm curious because I always felt that because we've been in this game for 10 years, we were around kind of like a little early in the, in, in the, uh, in the world of podcasting. Right. And I always felt that one of the things I felt more and more the years gone by is that the presence of women has steadily become more and more prevalent in the world of podcasting. And I like to think that we were ahead of that curve with having Kennedy being such a prominent um, member, you know, one of our original members of our show. I remember there were more than a few podcasts that I listened to over the years. I slowly heard them start to try to inject a woman onto their show, and it just never worked because it always came off as force. And I'm wondering, um, in your podcasting lis listening, have you noticed um, the an increase? in the uh, presence of women and their points of view in the podcasting sphere? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I listen, I listen to a lot of different ones. I will say what I think, um, like where women uh, do kind of have the, the majority <laughs> of like popular podcasts would be in the true crime community. Mm -hmm. uh, there are male uh, uh, hosted shows. Um, some of them are great and like super educational. Some of them are really awful <laughs> and could use a woman 
but uh, I, I definitely see like in the the true crime community, there. Oh, I think we may have lost. Yeah, I would say there's. Oh, what did I lose? You cut out for a little bit. So go ahead. You were saying, uh, especially in a true crime community. In the uh, true crime community, there uh, women are are the the web sleuths as well. Like there are um, many of them that are doing that, like uh, behind the scenes work of trying to get uh, cases solved. So I definitely see that. Um, but there's also, you know, uh, in entertainment, I think. Uh, like when you think about like radio versus podcasting, when you think of like radio female, like in women uh, hosts, they generally are trying to like be a specific person. They would be loud and they're trying to be like one of the guys. All that with radio, I don't, or with a podcast, I don't really feel that. Um, you get such a wide variety uh, of different uh, women who are, you know, creating work. But then, you know, also, uh, binary it, it, it's become a, a better place for different voices um and and i think people are more accepting and open to hearing from those voices than we were before and i think what it is is it, because of what podcasting is right is that you can make it and then it's just out there right <laughs> you don't have to jump through these hoops you don't have to be approved by somebody right you don't right i think you're gonna work in this business like it's not gonna work you can just do it you create it and then all of a sudden it's like this big hit and we're realizing like no people really value uh the voices of women and the stories of women uh in ways that like before they were just not getting that attention and it's because we can do it ourselves right <laughs> like if they let us do that for like films right then just give us like i mean i'm super excited for the new candy man that's nia DaCosta, right, right? <laughs> so, right. Like, and i'm like so excited right and it's like uh, there's, uh, I always bring this quote up because I hate it so much, but Jason Bloom of Bloomhouse being like, I would love for women to direct horror movies, but none of them want to. And it's like, you are clearly not checking your email and also not looking. And so like, if we take those roadblocks out of the situation and just like, let them out there, you'll see that people want to hear these stories and you're going to get a very interesting and amazing uh, point of view from the different women and of all backgrounds and, and not just true crime <laughs> like entertainment uh you know the read is awesome love them uh th there's just so many like educational and entertaining ones out there and i think it's it's something you can only get with a podcast there you go uh we got a question from action figure expert this one is for the super trouble he wants yes. to know uh do all of your songs have that southern twang? My personal stuff does not, um, but all the Gangster Grass stuff does. Um, Gangster Grass is a bluegrass hip hop band, um, technically the world's greatest bluegrass hip hop band because we're the only ones doing it. Um, and yeah, it's all of that uh, lots of banjo and lots of fiddle and a couple of guys singing, and fortunately enough, not me because nobody needs to hear that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, check it out. Gangstergrass.com. Yeah, and we, we will play the... Uh, the we're the, actually trying to do a podcast. Oh, cool. Cool. We will we actually... are considering trying to do a podcast. It's 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 taking... It's going to take a lot of work. That's We actually reached out to Len about it uh, to get the... Because we want to do... The idea behind it is... Uh, uh, we had a couple different sort of themes. Uh, one of them is... Uh, like how to America 
Um, and, you know, just an idea of like people in America that don't know anything else about any other parts of America other than their own part of America and sort of helping them recognize that all of it is America. You know what I mean? Um, but we're still very much in the experimental phase of that and just sort of recording stuff as we were on tour to get an idea and get people sort of thinking about what it was. Um, but it's 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 going to happen. But yes, yes, they do. All the answer I saw. All right. You know, sorry, real quick, Liam. You know what's funny? Uh, I was on Twitter today and Kid Cudi was like, should I do a podcast? And everybody was is like, yeah, go ahead and do it. You should do a podcast. He's like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So that, I, I'd really be interested in hearing, we'll see, hearing what he says if he does start it up. Yeah. About what, though? That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't know what he was doing about. Like, you know, that is, that is the thing. They said, yes, yeah, give us one. Yeah. Yeah, they, there's a lot of people like I should do a podcast, but what what is it you have to say that people are going to want to listen to over and over? I, I don't know. I okay, all right. I Kid Cudi's all right. I, I I don't. I okay. Good luck. That's that's what I say to anybody just trying to do it. Is that okay? It's not rap. Okay. No, I, I he's he's pretty dope. I just. I don't. I really I wouldn't, say that about rappers a lot. Yeah, it's rare. It's very rare. Very, I don't. Very, 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 very. I, I would not try and do a podcast on my own because I know because quite honestly nobody really cares what I have to say about most things. So it's like, what? Why would I even bother? Like, what's the point? It's me running my mouth about Superman and you know and rap music every week. Who cares? Movies. I care. So I you just care. sort of like you just you you gotta know your lane, and I feel like um, I don't know if you saw that there was an article a little while back about how Conan O'Brien made podcasting cool or some craziness like that. Like, no, I don't know if that's what happened. I feel like there were a lot of people doing this and a lot of people doing it really well, and Conan O'Brien had a bunch of meat run money and resources. Was like, yeah, okay, I'll try it, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah. There's this new thing called podcasting. Mind you, this article came out like two years ago. Yeah, and I think the more accurate yeah. description would be like Conan put me onto podcasting. I didn't yeah. know the thing until I saw Conan do it, and now I wrote this for you. Yeah, I'm but the article you. was in like it was in like the New Yorker or Vanity Fair or some craziness like that. I'm like, yeah. wait, where have you people been? Did, did you not? Yeah, celebrities need to just not like let us have this. Okay, let us have it. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's too crowded in here as it is. Let us do it. You have a thing. If I, if I ever get famous, I'm walking away from podcasting. I'm not doing it. It's not fair. Right? There's way too many other people, they, they got something to say. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, nah. when you got that power, you'd be like, hey, you know what? Check out these other podcasts. They're pretty good. Looking at you, John Krasinski. I don't mind people getting famous yeah, and, and, you know, getting famous from podcasting and have other famous people on like combat jack show was one of the best ever combat jack's radio show was it's radio show podcast was fantastic and he wasn't that famous like cats in the industry knew him but nobody knew who he was outside of the game he got famous from his his uh his podcast and his radio show 
You know what I'm saying? And like a lot of these cats was like, well, I don't have anything else to do. And a couple people know my name so I can get some money thrown behind me to, to do a podcast. Like, come on, man. That's not fair. Podcasting you know? is big game right now, man. I mean, that's why Spotify basically is through through a ton of money at podcasting. That's why they started Anchor um, to get more and more people incentivized to do podcasting and giving them uh just that much more content is why they threw a ton of million dollars at um, uh, uh, Bill Simmons um, and his his podcast network, the Ringer Podcast Network. Um, it, bo- podcasting is big money right now. Uh, we we got to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen. It's almost time for us to shut down. We're going to close out the show. We'll play the latest uh, song by Gangsta Grass at the end of the show. Um, so if you're listening on the podcast, you'll be able to enjoy that. But we cannot go out without he 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 uh, he teased us with it. So real quick, Dante, you've got uh, two minutes on the clock. Tell us the McFarland story. <laughs> We want to hear the McFarland story. <laughs> All right. Two minutes. Go. All right. So I'm at New York Comic Con last year, waiting for the Hasbro team to get off the stage because I wanted to see if I could talk to him. Uh, Tommy McFarland's coming down with his wife, and he signed some comics for people who are waiting for him. It's at the sci-fi uh, uh, whatever uh, stage. And I was like, hey, you know, uh, Todd, uh, you know, good luck with getting your uh, movie made. He's like, Puts his hand on my shoulder. He's like, "Well, you know, it's it's hard out here trying to get some stuff made. You know, people want you to do it their way, but I'm I'm gonna keep trying to get doing it my way. And you know, it, it's it's hard. I'll tell you that. But you know, I keep at it. You know, there's nothing gonna stop me. And it's like, I'm like, okay, um, sure. Uh, you just put your hand on on my shoulder like I'm your son. Okay, uh, sorry, Dad. Uh, I didn't mean to." <laughs> To get in the business, my bad. So it felt like a leave it to beaver moment. That's what it was. It was like a, it felt like a leave it to beaver. It's hard out here for a movie. Hey. Oh god! Thank oh, you for sharing god. that story with us, Dante. That's amazing. That's right. so great. <laughs> I don't know why I uh, that so much. We're going to get out of here, ladies and gentlemen, but we're going to do this uh, again somewhere down the line in our last year. We'll get together. We'll just uh, share some podcasting stories, answer your questions about the podcasting game. This was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. The show will be available in the morning for your download and streaming pleasure on blacktribbles.com as well as any place and every place that you find podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, uh, Overcast, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Thank you. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, lag. <laughs> if you want, really want to help the Tribbles, go to our uh, any place you find a podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. That really helps people find our show. And tell a friend about the Black Tribbles and subscribe to us on YouTube. Join the, the Tribble Nation Facebook group and uh, become one with the Tribble Nation, each and every one of you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we invite you to join us for our, our 
final year of broadcasting here on WPPMLP 106.5 FM and in this podcasting sphere. And you can go to our blacktribbles.com, hit swag, because we got a lot of cool swag available, cool t-shirt, Pie Negro t-shirts up there for your buying pleasure by way of T Public. Check it out. Don't forget to, while you're subscribing to podcasts, look up the Affinity Equation on our YouTube channel and look up the Ghouls next door with starring that lovely lady right there, Gabe, the Horror Trouble, and Cat. Check them out every place that you find podcasts. I listen to them via, via Stitcher Radio, and I enjoy them a lot. They teach me stuff that I didn't know about being scared, and that's why they're scary to me. So anyway, uh, until next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for the Dark Joker, Zen Tribble, Super Saiyan Tribble, Master Tribble, Super Tribble, Horror Tribble for the vacationing storm triple and the uncanny triple. And to all the triples at sea, this is the bat triple. In parting, we say Hailing frequencies closed, Captain. Peace. We out. For years, for decades, for centuries, we have struggled and fought and bled and died for this. What we ain't gonna do is wait. Last night I saw a bright red comet in the sky. I asked for its purpose and it gave me a reply. It said, soon come the day master dies, but first you must prepare. Keep our eyes on the prize through the beat of the drum, the light of the fire. We decide to be as free as a bird when it flies. So we ready every axe, sharpen every knife. Get our people inside ready and willing to take a life. There'll be none worth saving, soon done slaving. But now we must prepare as usual while we making. Our plan to reach the promised land of liberation. Breaking the chains before the beast them awaken. Watching the houses ablaze before they cave in. No more will I please till the sky be forsaken. All praises due, there'll be much celebration. Plantation will be gone by the day's end. I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom. I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom. Gonna take this axe and plant it in your back. I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom. Time to be about the challenge Sitting at the counter to create some counterbalance Broken windows, folks doing damage Just to keep a black man from having a sandwich Not even that damn famished Promising Dr. King, hoping I can manage To keep it peaceful in the midst of this evil It's too much to take, damn it, I can't stand it Might be time to go another route Here come the pigs trying to drag a brother out Coming with the cuffs, but man, I've had enough So that fist in the air, just punch him in the mouth Running through the south Playing for my life, fighting against wrongs cause we're needing our rights But every passing law ain't enough for y'all Whose souls are too dark to even see the light So I, I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom Come on I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom We started on this march, now we gon' tear this mess apart I said I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom
past there'll be no more marching the demons the same as the day that he darkened the shores of our precious blessed mother continent stole our ancestors and put them on the market they stayed fanned in the flames that they sparked with the evil intentions they've had from the start if we still have to fight then we tear this apart peace will be found with a spear through the heart Another plan is a brother man in power positions Sisters in greater control of our conditions When it happens I doubt you're gonna listen But consider yourself somehow a Christian I'm on a mission to take these levels tilted Straighten it out for all my elders that built it Don't care whether or not guilt you feel It's not gonna keep us from the freedom we will get I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom Come on, I said I, I ain't, ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom this system and we kill it then we flip it and rebuild it cuz I, I ain't gonna wait no more to get this freedom I'm sorry. I ain't gonna